Hello, thanks for joining us here on Footy Fill-Up. It's the ultimate punting guide to the AFL. And I can tell you, my name's Matthew Campbell, and I'm filling in because there's been some really big changes in this program. I'm joined, as always, by Jacob Wilson from Champion Data. Jacob, welcome. Thanks, Matty. I, I, I'm the constant today. I think I'm the only one who gets their, their original job. So you're from Constantinople, that's yeah. good. <laughs> and Ben Dixon, you're normally sitting here, so you've shifted over there. Where is Jay Clark from the Herald Sun? Well, he's in witness protection because last week, 0-5. So Ooh. I stepped into the chair to get a winner. But one thing when you're in witness protection, Matt, you've got to turn off your phone because we can track it. So he's actually on a boat to Greece, Athens. So the same <laughs> as many of men have tried to flee this country. So I'm filling in. 0-5 is going to be 5-5. Five five. Is he wearing a wig? Uh, <laughs> so it wasn't a great week last week, was it? That was terrible. Oh, tough week. Tough, yeah, week. tough week. Yeah. I went for a little bit too much on my bets. I was on the right money with a couple of them. And I just put in... You know when you put in a little bit of extra juice on them? So I was like, oh, yeah, Richmond will win. But I'll go for Rockcliffe with 30 plus and he ended up with 25. And I thought Essen were a good bet, and they were. But then I went for the scoring to be under. So you just sometimes, you need to keep it simple and just take what you uh, take what you can get. Our nerd here is very deadly on the last goal score. How did that go last week? It was close. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> I, I was on um, the Eagles to cover the line and Kennedy missed that set shot. Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse than when you're sitting there, the game's over, yeah. and you think to yourself, well, I need this to go through. Yeah. And then yeah. you just... Puts it wide. All right, before we get into uh, Friday Night Footy, the big game at the MCG, let's talk about the big issue of the week. Matt Preston, George Columbaris and Gary Mead <laughs> are, are off MasterChef. Where do they go in the draft? In all honesty, they want a 40% pay rise, didn't they? Yep. Are you free? If you, would you be, how would you, if you had to taste that, you just go, that was, that was delicious. I'm good on the fang, to I be thought you, I, I've seen you uh, have a lunch. I think yeah. your issue is you might knock it down a bit too quickly. I'd do it for 100 You have to save Not a million. <laughs> You'd do it for free food. If you can. <laughs> all right, let's uh, get into, uh, stay tuned, of course, for the footy fill-up, and you can find that uh, every week, and you can find that in our enhanced odds section on your app, and uh, let's get into the games. Let's get into Friday Night Footy, as I touched on. Collingwood taking on Richmond. These are always massive games. What do, we, what do we make of Collingwood after going over to Perth, that courageous win, and then GWS had him on toast last week. What did we make of the Pies? Well, it was 45 minutes. The Pies put together 45 minutes at the end of that West Coast game where they locked the ball in their forward half, and West Coast scored about one or two points for that last 45, and Collingwood came back. So they played two good quarters in about the last six weeks. So right. I think you can almost just dis discount that because they should have been able to smash GWS last week with the midfield they had. Um, playing and to lose so um, comprehensively with Brody Grundy absolutely dominating in there. Um, it's staggering that they couldn't beat GWS. And that's why I think Richmond, you have to be looking at Richmond in this game. I know the only reason to, to like the Pies is their record against the Tigers. Because they won by 44 in the prelim and they won by 39, I think, in, in round two this year. Um, in two very comprehensive mm. wins. But Richmond are the form team of the competition. Richmond are my premiership favourites at the moment. You can get them at $4.50 to, um, to win the flag this year. They're getting I, a, a, I wish I had a dollar for everyone that tells me Richmond are coming. Richmond, are, but they're here. They're not coming. They're, they're, they're here. here. <laughs> They've got their man. Curvis uh, should be. He's either back, still in the twos, or, or back this week. They've got one injury, I think, at the moment. They've got one. They've got Josh Caddy playing in the twos. That's how, how deep their team. Rance, Rance could be back soon as well. Round as well. twenty-two, they reckon. Round twenty-two. So if four dollars fifty for them to win the flag um, is great odds. Um, and the other thing, like, reason I like Richmond for the flag this year. They, they play the MCG for the rest of the home and away mm. season. They could just play there all the way through through finals. They've got a 28 and three record off their last 31 games of the MCG. So, good going if you want to back against Richmond at the MCG. And I was big on Collingwood earlier in the year, and they've hit a flat patch. And they got ambushed last week against the Giants. 
but they got ambushed at the stoppages. So yeah. absolutely belted up, and that's where we thought they had the best midfield in the competition. So looking at it right now, Richmond had their little lull through the season, lost their players. Now they've got their players back. Their systems come together. I think 1-24 to 24 points. So I'm th expecting a tight game. Buckley will tighten the screws. He's looked at the numbers and he said the numbers are going all right, but he's not quite sure. He's scratching his head what Collingwood are going to do. So they'll make it as tight. Three tens of value in that, Matty. 1-24. to 24. So it's a tight game. I'm not interested in the line in this one. I'm interested in the Tigers getting it done by a couple of goals, maybe three. Uh, the other way, if you want to look at this game, I think Tom Lynch is in fantastic form. He's, he should have a matchup against Ruffhead or whoever it is down there. Um, Tom Lynch is the most informed key forward in the league over the last two weeks. So maybe him for two or three goals if you want to uh, boost it up a little bit. And the extra confidence with Richmond is their handball game. Yeah. They will get through the corridor with handball as good as anyone and the defence will be just shaky. Yeah. Uh, so it's not uh, top five bets because I'm on the program this week. I said I want to bet from every game from <laughs> yeah. because that's what I am. Uh, so yours is 1-24. to 24. I'm going to Richmond by the line. Richmond to cover the line of 10.5 points. All right. Let's take a look at the weekend's game for footy fill-up in the AFL and we start with Hawthorne taking on Brisbane Lions who are in this, apparently this, this second position on the ladders of hoodoo spot, you can't win. But this is a good game because Hawthorne have shown some ability over the last few weeks when we saw it last week, didn't we, with, with ability for Clarkson to shift his, his team around to out-coach the other coach. What do you make of this game? Well, he's, he's sort of coaching against himself, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a, the problem for him is the other man on the other side knows exactly what he's trying to do, and Hodgie knows what he's exactly trying mm. to do. And you, you see what their, their greatest strength is. It's that team defence and their ability to not let the other team transition the ball from defence to, to forward 50. But the history of Brisbane versus uh, under Fagan versus Hawthorne is they can get through. And I think the reason is Brisbane have a very similar um, defensive structure, so they must be training against what Hawthorne do. Mm -hmm. Hodgie knows the way to get through it, so if Hodgie goes to the ball, he's like, oh, I know what they're going to do here, I'm just going to kick it out wide. So Brisbane are actually the perfect team to counter what Hawthorne do. And I'm with Jacob because I ring him and go, how do um, Brisbane pull Hawthorne apart? And he said, well, Hawthorne's very predictable, and they are. Yeah. They play a system which you recognise, and they know how to get through it, Brisbane. They're aggressive, and regardless, I love Chris Fagan. He coaches to take out the scoreboard. So the Brisbane players literally don't know what the scoreboard is. That's the way they play, whether they're down by 30 they, or up by 30. They, they score well, don't they? I mean, they're as good a scoring team in the comp. Yeah, but they're playing in Tassie. So yeah. I'm doing that game, and it's going to be six degrees. So I'm going <laughs> four. Because it's almost ninety. take your pick, Matty. So as we look at it right now, I love Brisbane to win it. 1-19, and uh, you're going to get 4-20. So a little bit of value in this, because it's toss of the coin, but the... The, the, the cold your, factor, the chill factor is bringing me towards Brisbane. Have you changed your mindset? So you shifted one chair and all of a sudden you're, you're picking margins 1 to 19, 1 he's to 24. A, that's the way I punt. He's, he's always a creative punter. Yeah. He's always yeah. a, oh, the super margin, the 60 yeah. to 70 point Winning margin, margin spread. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, there's the only way to punt. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fair bit of look at me going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you think? I mean, both sides have uh, uh, lost important players. Impey yeah. does his knee and yeah. and Andrew's out. Andrew's is a massive out. It's a big loss for them. What I love for the Hawks, uh, sorry, for the Lions is the fact that teams have targeted Lockie Neal and all of a sudden they go, well, we're targeting Lockie Neal. The top two players in the Brownlow predictor over the last six weeks have been Jared Lyons, Jared Lyons. and Dane Zorko. Yeah. So all of a sudden you target Lockie Neal. They go, don't worry, we've got two more to bob up. And, and almost, a human luggage. A human luggage as well. But it puts Samsonite's it, back, isn't he? It, mm. it puts the, uh, the opposition in a situation where they go, well, why are we tagging Lockie Neal? And all of a sudden Lockie Neal probably uh, received less attention because it's been unsuccessful over the last two weeks. So I think every every um, any way you look at it, you, you like Brisbane, who are starting as the outsiders in this match. And we look at it and say, 
records mean everything in this game because Luke Hodge hasn't been beaten by the Hawks. Is it, is it a situation where uh, people, they're second, but a lot of people think, oh, they've got to drop one soon. They've got to drop one soon. They've got to drop one soon. But you're both tipping Brisbane. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Right, they're not going to drop one soon. So uh, Brisbane <laughs> to beat the Hawks. Uh, let's look at Carlton taking on the Adelaide Crows. Look... Carlton got the job done pretty well last week. I mean, they were favourites. They, they, they were the shortest price favourites we've seen in a long, long time. Adelaide, you don't know what. You, to, can you, you can't trust Adelaide. Well, you can't. You can't trust Port either. So there's something in the water over there in uh, well, South Australia. No, well, it's just garbage. <laughs> That's okay. I'm an Adelaide boy, so I can say that. I can say there's garbage in the water because you don't drink it. Yeah. yeah. But like, you look at Carlton. They're exciting, and he's got them playing a great brand of footy. No Kerner. He's out for the year. So uh, is that a big loss? Is it not? I think they're playing a good enough brand. But Adelaide, they're outside game. How bad is it at the moment? Like contested wise, we look at it and we pumped them up a couple of weeks ago. But outside, they just look like they're getting shut down. The forwards aren't getting the supply, and it's almost a byproduct of, okay, what do we do next? Yeah, the balance is the trouble. I, I really like the move they've pulled over the last few weeks. Brody Smith forward, uh, kicked a career-high three goals. He's everything about 700 metres gained in that period as well. So he, that's been a good move. They've moved Malaria into the midfield. I think that's been a good move, but it's still not enough. They're still struggling in that aspect of the game because the crouches are so similar and Sloan is so similar. Um, and if you take out that Gold Coast game, which essentially we can because it's like, they're not even no, part of the, a training at the moment. Drill. It's a training that drill. Was a training drill. Carlton came along. It was a training drill for them as well. So we're yeah. just ignoring that for both teams. But um, the other three um, games for the Crows over the last four weeks, they've lost by a combined 105 points. So you take out that game, and they're one of the, the worst teams in the league over the, over the last month. Um, and if you look at what Carlton are doing, they're really... I don't want to say it's cheating what, what Teague's doing, because... <laughs> Because Bolton was investing in... Slow, look at yeah. the camera yeah. and slow down and say that. What Bolton was doing, he was investing in the kids. Uh, Dow was playing a lot in the midfield. Setterfield was playing in the midfield. Uh, they were getting all, this, um, all their kids. Were, Kennedy was in the midfield. And there was a few others as well that were playing in the midfield. They've taken them out and they've put in Kerno and Murphy. And of course that's going to get better results. You yeah. take out the young kids, you put in the experienced guys. It's going to get you better results. They're getting um, the ball forward. They're scoring for four and a half chains. It's not complicated what he's done. He's just made them a better team by putting the experienced players in the middle. And being a better team, I'm going to go the plus 11.5 line dollar on anyone. Plus 11.5? I'm going to take them head-to-head at $2.55. So both going for the Blues. Now the most popular thing in the country is probably Game of Thrones, but the second most popular thing is Jacob and his fantasy fill-up. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Well, it was a bit of Game of Thrones last week because I said uh, Grant Birchall wouldn't get his line. And he pulled out of the game. I think he knew that it was going to be a bloodbath for him. He was going to score about 40. Point. So he said, Coach, he does just pull in. me out. I'm not going to score well this week. I've been told by uh, Jacob that it, the scoring's <laughs> on, uh, on the way down. So this week I'm going for Brody Grundy over. Going to be positive this week. Um, he's averaging about 125 this season. His line's 125. His game last week was one of the best games I've ever seen from a ruckman. He was, they tried to double ruck him with Mumford and Dawson Simpson, and he was taking the mickey out of them, especially late in the game. They were falling over. He was just grabbing it out, handballing it along. He had 30 touches. He had almost 50 hit-outs. And it could be the same again this week. He's got maybe a troll, either Soldo or Nankervis, depending on um, who gets up. Um, but either way, Brody Grundy should be able to, one, dominate the ruck, and then, two, um, expose them around the ground. So I think somewhere around the... If, you just, if you've got him in your fantasy team, you should be starting with your vice-captain on that Friday night because he could be in for 150. Like it. Well, there's Brody. What else have you got? We've got Toby Green. Now, we did see this shift in the midfield last week for the Giants. They had to move Williams in there, Lloyd in there, and good old Toby Green yes. back into the middle. Now, it's been a long time since we've seen Toby in the middle. But you've got to remember, he was one of, I think after his first season, he was the best ball winner 
we've seen after a, in, in their debut season. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal ball winner. He was averaging 28 disposals back in 2013 or 14, averaging around about 105 fantasy points as well. So his line's at 102.5, and Toby Green as a midfielder should be clearing that most weeks. He's going to be relying on him um, to be having that 30 disposals. So I like that line of 102.5. Next game is the West Coast Eagles at home, North Melbourne. Who do you think? Well, I think North Melbourne in this one. I want really? to take the start because Reece Shaw is coaching beautifully at the moment. So plus 19.5 is a big one. Optus Stadium. They got beaten uh, last time there with Collingwood. So I'm leaning towards North Melbourne, who in the form comp, uh, form team, I should say, over the last eight weeks. So I've got some real confidence in them. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the borderline with this one. It's one where I probably would avoid betting. If I had to choose, I'd be going with North Melbourne at the line. But it's just one where I look at I think the line's about right. The scoring line's about right. North Melbourne had that really good form. The last two weeks have just gone off the boil a little bit, but even West Coast last two weeks are off the boil a little bit. They're just neither of these two teams were exciting me enough um, to motivate me to bet on it. So both around that 19 and a half, the plus line for North. St Kilda take on Melbourne. Melbourne favourites. St Kilda get the job done with the new coach. In the second week, sometimes the new coach not as good as your yeah, stats. Yeah, we've improve. got the we've got the stats oh, there. there. So first up, coaches here win about 46 percent of the time. This is since 2000 for the caretakers. Second up, 13 percent of the time. It mm. is typically you get a, a spike, especially in the first quarter. Um, for, for caretaker coaches. And that's what we saw for, for the Saints last week, up by about 35 points at quarter time. But then they lost the last three, across the last three quarters. So, yeah, it was a one-quarter spike for St Kilda. Don't be um, tricked into thinking they were dominant throughout that whole match. They were great for the first quarter, held on for the rest of the game. I think that means that you've got to look at Melbourne, who, uh, with Gaunt, the, the Saints' best player over the last six, seven weeks has been Rowan Marshall. But he's going to come up against Proust and Gorn, and they should be able to take away St Kilda's best player. Well, I like the Saints because this is a toss of the coin game. So, 205 in the head to head market. And uh, any coach that bees himself, Brett Ratton gets in there, gets the Gatorade on him, just hugs, gets drenched in it. It was like they won the Super Bowl. I loved it. So they were excited the for him, weren't they? It was oh, really nice to see. He's just a likable bloke. Yeah. But yeah. He, he coached really well, and he changed a lot of things up during the week, so the boys were ready to jump out of their skin. You think it's a picker game, but you're getting better value for the Saints? Absolutely. All right, let's get to Port Adelaide and the Giants. And uh, I know I'm only filling in here, but I, I don't know how you blokes talk about Port Adelaide. Which one do you Which one do you go with? Coin toss. Yeah, <laughs> well, you can get them at 2.50-15, and they're a coin toss. I don't, I don't think it's bad odds. The reason I like the, the power this week is we'll talk about the Giants and where, where they score from this year. They score uh, the, the most from stoppages that we've ever seen by a team. So they rely on stoppages more than anyone else. And that, over the last, uh, since round seven, they're scoring more than half of their score from stoppages. Normally you're at about 30, 40% from stoppages. They're at 55% from stoppages. So now what do Port Adelaide do well? Port Adelaide are the best clearance differential team of any uh, in the league. So if they're able to win that, the ball at the source and take away GWS's um, only way to score this season, they should be able to compete in this match. So I'm going to go really big on Port Adelaide in this one. I'm going to go with Port Adelaide 30 plus, which is paying $5.30. Wow. 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 Yes. Wow. wow uh, oh boy, because I'm going with the Giants. Ooh. I'm going to say they'll back it up after their win against Collingwood and Port Adelaide. You said it off the top, Matty. You can't trust them. So I'm not going to trust them this week. And Adelaide Oval. What are the Giants' record? They wouldn't have played there a lot. Is it pretty good because of the big open spaces? Because when they get a little bit of open, 
open room on those wings, they can really tear a game. I think that, I think that's a bit of a myth though about GWS that they want open space. As I said before, they like stoppages, they like congestion. That's why they struggle at the MCG. They have a really poor record there. They don't like the open space. They I want don't want to hear your stats. Mate. No, they want to be playing. <laughs> I, I want to see you watching the footy. <laughs> they've got a real, they've, Lockie Whitfield gets out. They yeah, they, Brett Delilio plays the the winger wide and keeps them keeps the width. Don't get me wrong, Lockie Whitfield is a huge in for them. They've got uh, I think they've lost. They're eight and three with him in the team this year. A, a yeah, losing record with the other team. So he's a, he's a massive in and on the wide spaces is important. But over the last three years, they are a stoppage-based team and a, a contested ball-based team. Not a tsunami-based team, not an outside-based team. And they get outside. You've got to watch the game of footy here, you nerd. A big difference of opinion there <laughs> in the Giants and Port. Before we get to our next game, Jacob, uh, let's talk about some first goal scorers. Yeah, we've got to look at the first goal scorer, Marcus Dunman, because we, we, we can get some value here. You know, you can sort of get your $5 or your $2 on your games here. I'm going first up. I'm going for Ian Hill at $21 against Port Adelaide. <laughs> Now, Ian Hill Ian, or someone... Ian Hill. Bobby Hill. <laughs> He'll have a joke for sure. I've never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's played two <laughs> matches. This is the thing. That's why you can get him at 21 still, because he's yeah. under the radar. He was a, um, probably was, he's looking like being a top 10 pick last year. Slid mm. out to 25 in the end. He's got all the tricks uh, in the world. Goal sneak. He kicked four goals from his first two games. So if he's going to average about that one and a half, two goals per game... $21 is far too long for him. So while you still can, get Ian Hill at $21. Silly like, flat on Matty Campbell. Sounds like he missed the cut at the British Open. <laughs> what else? Uh, the other one, I've gone for him before, but Mitch Lewis is still sitting at $13. Mm. How is Mitch Lewis, Hawthorne's She's number going, one target right? inside yeah. 50, he's kicked three goals in his last two matches, each of his last two matches, that is. He's their number one target. $13, you're kidding. He should be sitting at that $9, $8, mark, and he's at 13 Because he's going to get Darcy Gardner. I'll take Darcy Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're clipping every left, right and centre here today. There's no Harris Andrews out there, is there? That's true. We move to Sunday's games and we start with the Bulldogs and Fremantle. The early game, the Doggies are favourites. They are favourites and I like the Doggies to bounce back. Uh, as you said, they won the last three quarters against the Saints. Yep. So, and they were the form team coming into that game. So I reckon they'll cover the line of $10.91 against Fremantle. Good bet. And Fremantle got over the line against the Swannies in a slog last week over there in Perth, but I like the doggies to bounce back. The Bulldogs are the stiffest team in the league. They have copped North Melbourne after they uh, sacked Scott for his last game. Yep. They copped Teague in his first game, and they copped Ratton in his first game. <laughs> and they've all come out and picked up Ws against them. And they would be in finals contention had yep. they probably won two of those three, as you'd expect. So I, I really P- Peter Gordon, the president of the Bulldogs, rang Fremantle to see if they're going to sack Ross Lyon. Yeah, <laughs> please don't just hold off for a week. Because yeah. we've been stitched up every single time someone's sacking a coach this year. It's going to be when they're playing the Bulldogs. So I sympathise with them uh, for that. The, the issue for the, um, the Bulldogs is... When they lose, they get opened up on defence. And they did the same score from about 60% of their entries last week. And um, But I like them this week because Fremantle have just about the worst forward line in the league. Um, five still under an injury cloud. So if the risk is that they're going to get opened up um, in defence, I think Fremantle's the perfect opponent because they're the team that can least open you up. And expect a big change to their selection. They went in with three tools last week. They had uh, Sandy, Lobb and Darcy and they were all playing forward. So they didn't really come off the ground at all. So... I think there'll be a big selection change. They got a little bit smaller, they but they've got no depth. They did, Fremantle did win the clearances by 24 last week with a triple ruck situation. So it's a unique uh, brand of football we've never seen before. Most teams go to one ruck. Sometimes you go to two. They're sending out the three big boys. So if you if you got that differential in, in that stat, yeah. you'd expect them to win by three or four goals. Oh, not a not, not Rossi game. Point. Rossi just tries to make sure that the match scoring is under, under 20. What was your bet? 
I'm going for Western Bulldogs by the line, which is 10 and a half. Yep. Both going Western Bulldogs to cover the line of 10 and a half. Swans take on the Cats. I'd be interested to think what you think about the Cats, given where they're at, at the moment. A lot has been said that they've lost a few games over the last few weeks, but they're still on top. Heavy training block after the buyer with the Catters yeah. and uh, trying a few different things, which this time of year you can do that when you're too clear on top of the ladder and you can just come out of that little training phase. But they go to the SCG. I thought the Swans were pretty good last week, so I'm backing them in to cover that line of plus 14, plus 14 and, a half. and a half. So that's a good enough line for me at the SCG. Yeah, I think Cats are an interesting one at the moment because they, they were doing so well before the buy and they've come out after the buy. just they might be a bit of heavy training line. I think they're tr just changing a few things, mm -hmm. tinkering with a few things. But what they've lost is their efficiency going forward. So before the buy, they were second for scores per inside 50 and number one for accuracy. But post buy, they've just gone to the middle of the road for scores per inside 50 and then back to 16th for accuracy. So the key thing for them is just to be able to fix up that forward line um, and get everything going efficiently. I, I still like the Cats. They were my tip at the start of the year for the flag. I'm still sticking with them. I think they're going to turn their form around. I think it'll be this week. And your bet? I'll go with them uh, to cover the line, please. Cover the line. All right, Cats to cover the line. Our final game for the round is the Suns and Essendon up there on the coast. Shortest price favourite of the week, the Bombers. As expected against the Suns. As expected. What a win over there in Adelaide. But 37 and a half. It's not a big enough line for me. And uh, no disrespect to the Gold Coast Suns. We've got no players. So Essendon are up and about. And when they attack, they are a lethal team. And they showed that in three quarters against... Uh, uh, the Crows last week, so $1.91 with the line. Yeah, they can take the game on. They scored 79 points last week from their defensive half. So when they play that aggressive brand off half-back, um, they can open up any team. Gold Coast are just losing every, every week and getting smashed. And the reason I like Essendon to clear this line is you look at um, their percentage, and it's the worst of the top eight teams. They're going to be eyeing oh, off this game, and yep. we need to catch up. Yep, and this is a catch-up game. Yeah. They're sitting, uh, they need to catch up about 8%, I think, in this game, which means they should be looking at a 60-70 point win, let alone a 37.5 point win. So I'm going to go with the line. I think they could clear it by a lot more than that. Mate. The bomber blitz off half-back, man. You just watch for it. But Connor McKenna is a big out. Yes. 37 and a half doesn't look big enough. It's going to be a long five weeks for the Suns, isn't it? All right, let's get to our footy fill-up multi. As I mentioned earlier, you can find it in the enhanced odds section on your app at BetEasy. This is where we get to pick one each. Now, I went first. I, I got in first for Richmond, yeah. but you to it. Well, what are your picks? I like Carlton, uh, as I said, against the Crows. So the plus 11 and a half star. I think they'll win it, but uh, that's a little bit of insurance. Yeah, I'm going to go with Port Adelaide head-to-head. -head. It's a bit of a risk, but I think they're, they're going to be able to shut down GWS' stoppage game. Well, that's the multi. Port Adelaide, uh, Richmond and Carlton at the plus. And uh, I look at the rundown here, it says boo-na-na. -na. I mean, yeah. you're, not -na -na. you're not allowed to boo in, 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 footy, no. in kids' footy anymore, so what's this? You can on footy, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> boo-na-na. -na. This is where you open the shoulders up, Matty. Gives, uh, give the punters some value. What so, have you got? I... As you know, I love my quarter-by-quarter quarter betting. Oh, and, this is, this uh, is where Dicko just finds his little unique market. Well, this, this one was so good to me in uh, uh, 2016, this market. I loved yeah. it. So 2016? Yeah, I, I remember it yeah. because 17-18 uh, were uh, slim years, Matty. But <laughs> Gold Coast to win the first quarter and Essendon to win all the other quarters. And so then cover the line of 37.5. What? 37.5, yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. But I think Gold Coast will start well and they'll try and stop and slow and uh, I think they'll win the yeah. first quarter. Gold Coast have been most competitive in the first quarters this year and faded out of matches. Oh, I'm getting a little uh, Urkel uh, leg up here. Yeah, what, have you, what have you got, Urkel? Well, I'll, I'll just give you a tip off the top. They have been calling me Peter Siddle. That's how many bananas I've got this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've got about five or six. So don't be surprised, Matty, if this one comes up. So I'm going with Port Adelaide again. I'm really invested in them this week. That 30 plus at five $5.30. 
Just love what um, Scotty Lysette should be able to do with that midfield group with Wines hopefully playing, but they're going to be able to dominate stoppages uh, and hopefully win by 30 plus. 30 plus. And you know, with Peter Siddle, all his mates stopped calling him once he went vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, all right, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Thanks, Matty. Matty. Now, is Jay back next week? Uh, hopefully no, not. No. He's in himself at Athens. It's a two week, week ban he's been given for his 0 and 5. Yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us on Footy Fill Up for the AFL. Remember, if you're having a bit, please gamble responsibly, and I'll see you next week as well.